to the first best uh most special episode 14 of gaming fix uh, the best only podcast recorded by six internet friends on the internet who met on the internet about games <laughs> uh so uh, i'd like to welcome you to today's stand-up meeting um i am your chairman sam harrison uh, we have again our uh, chief technical officer alex galinas I'm using standing desk controls. And uh, our um, head of public outreach, Alison. Uh, coming to you live from inside a blizzard. So that's a great public outreach today. Live from inside a blizzard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was mean, Overwatch. I have. Wait, is there, a new, is, is there a new Warcraft game? You know, I can't tell you because this is a literal blizzard, so... Sorry, not to jump ahead of news, but did you see that there was a new Warcraft 3 patch pushed today? Yeah, that yeah. Was, oh, was there. Yes, like yeah. Widescreen and stuff. That makes you Anyways. Our <laughs> um, head of international relations, Andre. I have a 95 on Metacritic. <laughs> uh, Erica, who is operating at a 100 on Metacritic. Oh, yeah, something like that. I'm here though. I'm back. Feel better. <laughs> Thank you. And uh, as always, our best boy Pat. Warcraft Three is not in the Battle Net launcher, and it makes me really mad. I know. What the fuck? It's definitely going to get patched in there. Like, it better let's get real. If it's not already, like, what are they doing? Is it Warcraft Three? Is OG Starcraft in there? Didn't they do yeah, something? Yeah, yeah they added that. Recently. Starcraft Remastered. <laughs> So, Warcraft 3 is a really good game that came out in, like, 1997 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Speaking of games that came out in 1997, Alex, what have you been playing this week? <laughs> well done. Uh, well, as you know, I haven't had a lot of time for games because work and moving and other such things. So, I went back and played only the best video game. I went and played about, let's call it, three hours of Lego Island. Hey. So, so you completed Lego Island. <laughs> I wish. Have have any of you guys played Lego Island? Fuck yeah, dude. I've played so much Lego Island in my lifetime. Dude, that game is full of charm and wit yeah. and the brickster, yeah. and it plays yeah. like total ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like playing it is just terrible. It has awful frame rate. The way you interact is basically a like a like a uh, like an adventure game, just a point and click. Yeah. And Sometimes they try and throw in some like 3D racing stuff or just uh, everything one about track. yeah on one track <laughs> that has like giant skeletons and stuff. But yeah, the track is so cool though. It, it is pretty cool, but man, that game is garbage. But I totally love it and recommend it to uh, everyone. <laughs> it's it's worth. I think it, I honestly think it's worth seeing. I don't know that game. It's that's an amazing game. You're right in that a lot of the control and a lot of aspects of it are really bad, but. Oh yeah, but there's it is, so much cool stuff in there. It is so charming. It is one of the most charming games. <laughs> it was just mind blowing to me at the time when I played it, because um, I was like obsessed with Legos at that time. Uh, mm. Would have been in elementary school, so I was like 
really 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 into it i loved the like world it felt massive to me even though it's this tiny little island that like is not a big game at all but (laughs) it felt huge and like there was all kinds of stuff to uncover and there were some like kind of secrets and easter eggs hiding around in the world yeah Um, you you could totally sorry no it's just a cool game yeah yeah you could totally like run into the cliffs and find some random stuff going on like i think it might actually be my first 3d open world game that i ever played it was definitely mine definitely yeah so how much sorry how much of the modern lego game dna do you see in that zero game? zero yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> roughly zero yeah. like it's it's just a thing of the era like it is what it is and it's you know it's i don't know it's an experience that you have to have yeah it's and, really more of an adventure game than than like close to, it's like a first person adventure game uh it shares a lot more dna with kind of like modern walking sims actually than it does with the lego games um in that it's a lot of like walking around doing dialogue there's a little bit of action in it like alex said with the racing sequences and i think there's a couple other like missions where you have to get from point a to point b by a certain time yep but uh yeah it's it's did you ever play the sequels to it i did not they uh, get a lot better in terms of gameplay, and they maintain most of the charm. Um, they kind of go for like a bit more of a uh, like attitude than the original goes for. The first one's just very like kind of uh, just fun and lighthearted, and the later ones that try to be a little bit more X Games. Um, but in general, though, they're still <laughs> like, fun and they're cool. like one extreme stunts with an X. Yep, the third one is called Extreme Stunts. Wow, is it actually? Yep. That's yeah. amazing. So it's from, pretty good, too. I mean, it's fun. I just want to air one grievance with this game, and that's the last mission of the game. I don't know if you remember yeah. it. You're flying around in a helicopter, and you're trying to catch the Brickster, and you're helping the police. You're guiding the police towards the Brickster by shooting donuts at the roads, and then you're luring the Brickster by shooting pizzas. Yep. And God, is it terrible. <laughs> it's really bad. I mean, the the plot of this game is that there's one criminal on this island that has a population of like eight people. And two of those people are police officers. Two of them are your parents. You're one of them. And one of them's like a mechanic. And then there's also this criminal. And there's sharks. <laughs> yeah, there are sharks. Fun fact about Lego Island it is the first Lego game released ever outside of Japan. Yeah. I didn't actually know that. What was what came out before it in Japan? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's going to be a trivia question. Oh, <laughs> I, I'm doing research for trivia let's, questions. Let's put it this way: it's the first game released by uh, Lego Media, which is now known as Lego Interactive. Huh. Uh, Pat saying it shares no. DNA. Sorry. With... Go ahead. No, Patch, Patch saying it shares DNA with Walking Sims just has me thinking of games like Lego Gone Home and <laughs> Lego Dear Esther. <laughs> yeah. Lego Interactive was defunct in 2004. I shouldn't say now known as that. Yeah. Also, it, why isn't like it WB? Oh, who who does those? I, I play like Harry Potter a lot. Trevor. Okay, yeah. yeah. Publishing. Um, but also, why isn't it Lego Home? Oh, God. No. Because this uh, isn't a Reddit joke. To, to, to clarify, too, there was only one Lego game released in Japan called Lego Fun to Build. That sounds pretty fun. Sega Pico. 
Ooh. That sounds good. Syncope <laughs> on the Pico. Which I didn't even know existed. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Japanese games, uh, <laughs> uh, that one's for the, the video viewers out there, of which are the people on this call. Uh, <laughs> Andre, I hear you've been playing one of the most Japanese games. Uh, yeah, yeah. This is, oh boy. Okay, strap in, boys and girls. Uh, okay, so give it to me simple and clean. Uh, you're giving me too many things, baby. You're all I need. Uh, simple and clean is the way that you make me feel when I play Kingdom Hearts 2.8, 2.8, 2.5 HD Remix. <laughs> Birth by Sleep HD. HD. Final so- Mix HD. Uh, Birth by Sleep. The PSP game. That is a prequel to all the existing Kingdom Hearts games. Questions? We'll, we'll start slow. We At only have point, like do you have per game. Do you have questions already? So many. Walk questions. you through this. Can I start with why? <laughs> because I I like Kingdom Hearts and Kingdom Hearts three is coming out and I have I no, already own I already own. According to some placeholder stuff, maybe November 1st, or, which is a Thursday, and games have been coming out on Thursdays, so I could see it. God of War's coming out on a Thursday. Uh, anyway, I already oh, Friday. owned... Uh, maybe? I'm going to look. Why you got to do this? It's coming out on 420, Allison's birthday, oh, yeah. next it is, Friday. It is Friday. Uh, anyway, it'll be a Saturday for me. Uh, Kingdom Hearts 2.5, I already own it, so I figured might as well play this game. Because uh, I never, I had never touched anything outside of Chain of Memories and like the two PS2 games, uh, which I've rebeat Kingdom Hearts two last week right before this podcast. But I talked about whatever other thing I played. Uh, anyway, uh, Birth by Sleep is a prequel to the entire series, and I'm glad I played it because apparently things that happen in that are important to Kingdom Hearts three. Of course, they are. Yeah, uh, I was not expecting that because uh, uh, it's a PSP game and nobody owns PSP. Uh, you play as three Keyblade wielder, Keyblade Masters. There's three characters. Each one has a different story. And so I played through all three stories. And then they all, like, intermingle and, like, stuff. And you're, like, crossing paths. And, like, they've got, like deep cut Final Fantasy and Disney characters. They have like Zack from Final Fantasy seven as a character. Wow. And you fight, he he's in the Hercules world. So you fight with him and Hercules against these new monsters. Uh, and then there's master Xehanort, which when you anagram it out, it's master no heart or another. No one really knows which one it's supposed to be. Tetsuya Nomura says it could be both. <laughs> of course. Because when people go bad, they get an X on their name, and it, like, anagrams out. So, like, Lee becomes Axel, and Sora becomes Roxas. But then, like, Roxas is the soul of one of these Keyblade Masters, Ventus, who got put into Sora because when he had his dark half and his light half split, uh, Master Xehanort put his light half on Destiny Islands, the where place he grew is, up. Where this is Sora. And then <laughs> the good soul of Ventus ends up in Sora. So when Sora becomes a heartless in Kingdom Hearts 1, he creates a nobody. And the, oh the good soul of Ventus becomes the nobody. So I, I want to show you. <laughs> 
I recently cleaned out a bunch of my PS, my PlayStation Four games that I've like done with, uh, and one of the ones that I did not clear out was this copy of Kingdom Hearts HD 1.5 plus 2.5 remix because I've never actually finished a single Kingdom Hearts game, but like I want to. And even with everything you just said, which included a shitload of spoilers, I still have no clue what the hell any of it means. So I don't feel like anything was was spoiled at all. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Like, so having played through these games recently, uh, one is rough. One yeah. is real rough. Um, two. I is... played one yes last year, and it was definitely iffy. Yeah. yeah, I didn't finish it because I got it got really hard at one weird point, and I was like, okay, I'm done. Yeah. Uh, two is uh, two is serviceable, and Birth by Sleep, it, like Birth by Sleep, is weird. It has like instead of like just like mashing x and then getting random commands you or mashing what well, yeah mashing attack so you like you have your attack on x and then you hit triangle to do like a, like slide through a deck of moves like i'm gonna like do a blitz or like a strike raid or a fireaga and so you and then those recharge and as you press through the game you can make your deck bigger um and like you get um yeah you unlock a bunch of equipable abilities and stuff uh, it was a lot better than Chain of Memories, which had like a playing card deck kind of thing, mm. which I did not care for. I tried to, I never beat it on the GBA, and I tried to go back to it on the PS4. And ugh. I actually <laughs> like Chain of Memories a fair bit, but I am pretty forgiving of a lot of the, like the funny thing about it is that I like a lot of the like the stuff that people hate about the combat and controls in those games, so I can live with them, even though. Uh, I would agree that they're rough. I went back to play, try to start playing one again last year, and it is rough. But really, it's just like the movement and jumping felt too clunky. Otherwise, I have yeah. not, not really have any problems. Yeah, with it. yeah. It's- I I liked Chain of Memories a lot, but that was also my first Kingdom Hearts game, so I, it was like I felt it felt a lot more forgiving. But then I went back and tried to play Re Chain of Memories on the 1.5, 2.5 collection, and I was like, man, this is a lot rougher than I remembered. <laughs> um, I, I feel like in general, like playing old games, I realized that I was a lot more forgiving of nonsense when I was younger. But yeah, so I'm, I might. I, I've actually never played two, so I might go play that. Try to play that before three comes out. If you want to look back at your memories and be, you know, like, oh man, I was so forgiving of gameplay. You should play Lego Island. <laughs> <laughs> I've never played Lego Island. I should play Lego Island again now that. Since if about if it. you if you are actually going to try and play Kingdom Hearts three, I would recommend playing two and Birth by Sleep because there are things that are going to come up in Birth by Sleep that like will be major points in uh kingdom hearts 3 good to know i definitely have 2.8 or 2 the 1.5 2.5 and i'm not sure if i need to get 2.8 or whatever that is I'm so i'm just gonna like, uh, read a wikipedia thing yeah on it. I, I once just watched an entire video summarizing kingdom hearts plot points and i don't remember any of it because it was all like incomprehensible <laughs> Actually, the the weird thing is, I can kind of follow it. It's just if you're not like actually playing it and like not like getting the context for it, it I don't think it works as well. But like now, I kind of know what's going on. I, I haven't done. I didn't play. There's like what recoded. There's like yeah. yeah. Recoded. Who fucking knows, man. 
Yeah, so Recoded is just cinematics, but that was like a phone game or some shit. Yeah. yeah you know, I have to say this, though. I, I think it's really great that they've re-released all of these games to modern systems and up to the graphics and made them playable because yeah. there's so many like weird systems that they released stuff onto and so many weird like here's this phone game and here's this Game Boy Advance game and here's this PSP game that most people yeah. wouldn't get around to if it wasn't available right well, memories was put on the PS2 like a while after it came out. Yeah, but but still I think it's um it's yeah. nice that they've they've kind of that they've put this collection together because it's really it's really handy. Well, like it's interesting that like we're nearing the release of God of War, which is like this amazing huge like people saying game of the generation kind of junk and like you can't play the rest of that series on ps4 right now if you wanted to go back and say like oh i missed those games i never played them you couldn't there's not an hd collection on ps4 you can play it on ps now but god of war 3 is at least god of war 3 is remastered on ps4 but the first two and the psp games they're not so like i kind of give credit to square that they put out that uh the, the, they put that collection out and they tend to do that like every time there's a new console to do it on but also like they're doing it because they'll make money on it because oh, yeah, yeah, totally. buy anything they put out absolutely <laughs> but at the same time i think having you know that option to win-win. go back and play things exactly it's a win-win and, yeah, and two fucking collection the 2.5 and 2.8 what the fuck that part's kind of funny <laughs> yeah that is that is kind of bullshit um so Andre, I know you said any questions earlier on. I do yes. have a really short question. So um, Goofy and Pluto both appear to be dogs. Oh, Here we no, go. I can't. No, 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 uh, Pluto was lobotomized for speaking against <laughs> King Mickey. Um, he was punished, and no. uh, P has come too. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Mickey is a king. Yeah, so don't fuck with the king. If you're going to come at the king, you best not miss Pluto. Also, missed. Two point eight does have a different game in it than that two point five one. Yes, yes. It's a different collection. Is, it, is its own has it, but also why the what the fuck? No, you're right. It, the point all stands, but but at least it is a different yes, set of it, stuff. It is it is a different. It is like three things that I two or three things that aren't. I have it up. Oh. It's Dream Drop Drop Distance was which was that Vita game. I think it was on mm-hmm. Vita, right? Um, uh, been, was it 3DS? 3DS. I think it was 3DS. Because it has 3Ds in the title. Yeah. Weird. Drop, drop distance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, um, so got, um, Birth by Sleep, <laughs> a short episode that's like yeah, outside of Birth by Sleep. Yeah, a fragmentary yeah. Cast. and then a movie. It's mostly just Ooh. Dream Drop, drop Distance HD. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Andre, I have a question. Okay. I've never played a Kingdom Hearts game, but I know they have a ton of Disney properties in them. Yes. Do they have Darkwing Duck? No. Then fuck that series. <laughs> hey man, Kingdom Hearts three. Scrooge McDuck, dog. Uh, Scrooge McDuck appears in Birth by Sleep. Yeah, but Scrooge McDuck does not get dangerous. That's true. <laughs> uh, Donald Duck gets dangerous. I I will say, in all like as much as that series has become the brunt of a lot of jokes, and I understand why. 
like a lot of the like original content they made for it, the like stuff that you were kind of running through, Andre, the Sora mm-hmm. and Roxas and all that. It's kind of like fucking seriously but the the way they represent the disney stuff and the final fantasy stuff in those games is pretty cool to see if you're a fan of those two like universes it's just the most ridiculous fan fiction yeah and it's fun and they care i think about the properties that they're representing yeah uh, also Fun fact, David Boreans is the voice of Squall from Final Fantasy. Oh, it is very weird. realize that. I don't know why I didn't realize that. Uh, the first time I played it, it was just like, what? The, what's going on? Uh, oh, God. Okay. Mark Hamill is the voice of the Keyblade Master in Birth mm-hmm. by Sleep. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know if he's coming back for Kingdom Hearts 3 because there's like a young version of him. Uh, and then also uh, oh, Christopher Lee is the voice mm-hmm. of a character in Kingdom Hearts 2. Yep. Uh, and Who is it? Who's who the else? voice of Eris? It's the girl from American Beauty, but I can't remember her name, the actress's yeah. name. I don't know. Uh, Hayden Panier is uh, Kyrie. Yep. Hayley Joel Osment is Sora. Like, Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's got um, kind of a crazy cast. Yeah. Screen, it's got that money, though. Yep. Um, let's move on to another game. Yes. Great let's. segue. Um, Kingdom Hearts. Blah, 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 it's a new Kingdom Hearts game. <laughs> Erica, I hear you've been playing a game that makes more sense than Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, it does. Um, I've been playing... Um, objection. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that that's... Tr- I think they're on a similar level of... <laughs> I mean, Nog isn't trying to tell a story. At right. Least. <laughs> The faces are cassette tapes. The cassette tapes are the answer. <laughs> Simple, <laughs> clean. <laughs> Clearly, it makes perfect sense. So I have the flu. Um, um, I feel like shit. I look like shit. Just everything. I don't want to do anything. I took a four-hour nap today, and I'm still tired. It's just not been a great week for me. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't really want to play any games at all. And I'm like, okay, I got to play something. And I knew what Nog was because Alex pushed for it for best music in our, uh, in our game of the year talk. And I bought it pretty soon after he was talking about that. And I hadn't played it at all. I watched my husband play like maybe... 30 minutes, an hour of it. So I kind of knew that it was nice and low key, which it certainly is. <laughs> it's a good, it's a good sick game. It's a good like game for people who are sick or otherwise incapacitated, like maybe drugs. Uh, <laughs> my favorite sick games are Tony Hawk and Dave Mirror's BMX. <laughs> it's not that kind of sick. But, yeah, I don't know. This game is pretty cool. I like it. It's, it's, inter- it's like it's less of a game and more of like just interacting with stuff. It kind of reminds me of like children's toys in that it's like okay, turn this thing and flip this lever and do things to whatever. And it's just. It's nice. It's calm. It's low key. The music's really amazing. I can't speak intelligently about music, but I'm sure Alex might have some better things to say than I do, other than 
you know, like it's good. <laughs> and um, yeah, like after you complete each of the levels, uh, the the faces that they're, they're they're like each of the levels are like a like a face, I guess. And um, they they like sing to you sort of, and it's pretty awesome. And it feels like you accomplish something at the end of each of those. But I like it. I don't know. <laughs> and I I could see the complaint being that it's like it's not much of a game, and so you might be annoyed if you paid any amount of money for it. <laughs> I yeah, I don't know how much it costs. <laughs> I bought it too long ago. <laughs> That's just like other professional game video game outlets. We don't know how much the games cost. We don't yes. know what platforms they're released on. But we do know they might be games. Yes. Yep. I played it on PlayStation. I am almost positive it's also available on Steam. <laughs> it's a PSVR title for those. Yeah, I didn't I didn't play it on VR because I don't have a PSVR, but um yeah. I, I would imagine it's probably cool on that. It's really visually stunning and fun and chill. Awesome. Speaking of being visually stunning and chill. Um, Boy, you better choose your next words carefully. <laughs> <laughs> Me, what game have I been playing? <laughs> um, no, uh, I didn't really have an end to that segue. I just... Uh, basically been using the last two words people say and hoping it works out but no one's really given me a good prompt erica sorry uh allison <laughs> what have you been playing this week okay so um my big game purchase of the week that i it's, it's not the game i'm talking about but i just want to quickly mention is i bought a modded game boy advance and yeah. it's it's a backlit mod which it makes so much difference in playing game boy advance games like, it, even with the SP with the front light, this backlight is beautiful. And so it's been, I've been playing it and it's been really fun. Um, currently, I have been grinding in Pokemon trying to beat the Elite Four because my Pokemon are very underleveled right now. So, but that's been really fun. Um, but uh, since, as I mentioned, right now there's a ton of snow outside. So I decided to. Uh, um, kind of get into a new game or something I hadn't played before. Um, I was I kind of wanted to play a shooter, Kingdom and so Hearts Chain of Memories. Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories. Yes. No. Uh, I was originally thinking about getting back into Overwatch, but then I the my it needed a really big update on my PlayStation Four, uh, so I instead uh, downloaded Fortnite, which I have been playing this afternoon. I played about four hours today so far um okay which fortnite just the battle royale not the not the well i I, and the thing is i haven't played any PUBG because i had no idea if i'd like it or not and i didn't want to uh put 30 dollars into a game that i had no idea about but fortnite battle royale is free so i decided to give uh, give it a shot um I don't know how long I'll stick with it, I, but I do think it's a really fun game to just drop in. And I, I imagine it'd be a really nice game if I had no idea what to do, but I just wanted to play a game for a little bit so I could just drop in and play a couple of of rounds of the Battle Royale. I am so far very bad at it, um, but 
maybe getting a little bit better, I think. Um, I, I don't know if I quite like the pacing of these Battle Royale games, uh, mostly because, and I think this is something that if you really just have to get if some people like or they don't, um, just because there's so much time where I'm standing around going, well, there's nobody near me. Uh, I'm standing around doing nothing, and then suddenly somebody comes up and shoots you, and you're like, wait, okay, I'm dead now. Uh, so it's 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 definitely an odd genre because of that but at the same time i i I definitely see the appeal mostly because i do like roguelikes a lot so that kind of sense of okay i gotta start from the beginning and find all my weapons and um it kind of like it's a weird comparison but i feel like as somebody that likes that kind of thing where you just start from scratch and have to build yourself back up um that is pretty appealing in in this kind of a game um like i said i don't know if i'm going to stick with it or not but it's been it's been fun to try it out since it's so overwhelmingly popular that i've been giving it a shot have you been engaging with the building much at all a little bit um i've been doing some building mostly to get places or to hey there's this loot that's up in a higher place so i'm going to build some stairs um i've built a couple of like very small shelters to try and protect myself that doesn't very work work very well um i i'm i'm kind i'm going back and forth as to if i want to buy the uh, standard edition of the game so that i could actually which i feel like would get more into the building aspect of it i think it's really interesting and it's something i'd like to it's just that um I feel like with the Battle Royale mechanic, you don't want to necessarily stay in the same spot for all that long. I mean, it depends, but, you know, you have to keep moving into the center and not stay on the outside. And um, if people are shooting at you, it's really hard to go, okay, I'm good time to build up some stuff. Oh, no, I need to pull out my gun. Oh, no, I'm dead. So I I, I just vary in a small way, but not very, not building any impressive things although i have seen some people's um big uh wooden fortresses that they've built and i'm like this is kind of impressive considering this you you probably only spent a couple of minutes making this at most i think the meta um, is such that you just build those the three walls with the staircase and you just yeah. like keep building those up and then you're protected from because if you if your stairs get shot out from under you you can fall and take fall damage and die but if you build the three walls in the staircase and keep building that up then the walls protect the staircase from getting blown up by mm. somebody far away and then you can get like up in the air and away from people that's what i've seen whenever i've played or watched it i've never seen any other structures really being used like extensively when I mean, I played the the phone version, which is probably not the best way to play that game. But uh, I found it too hectic to try to build stuff while I was getting shot at, and I barely touched it because of that. Yeah, the phone game is actually my favorite way to play of the like three versions I've tried. It's the only one I've tried, so I don't know. I can't compare. Um, Allison, I actually have a couple of questions. Oh, I hey. Think. Yes. I think they're all great questions. Uh, Sounds so good. Humble. <laughs> Number one, uh, what platform are you playing on again? Uh, PC. PC. Oh. Uh, two, uh, <laughs> how spicy are you getting? <laughs> I don't know how to respond to that question, so I just won't. 
it's just uh it just the, the the spiciness levels is like are you dropping into places with lots of people right off oh, the bat? Oh, okay. I'm like or avoiding I, I was, people. Um I tend to try to avoid people at first. I have a couple of places that I tend to like to drop, but I don't but I've had enough experiences where I've dropped into places not found any guns and then gotten shot down immediately. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, I try to avoid that because that's not really fun. But, um, but yeah, I, 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 I usually want to, I, I don't like, I've tried a couple of times to just camp in one area and it's not really fun. So I don't really do that, but I don't also seek what out. If, what if you, could, if you could camp out in the area, turn on your phone, boot up Fortnite mobile, playing with Fortnite mobile while you camp. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Because <laughs> you could leave your headphones on because the phone one, it's got like the visualization for like footsteps and gunshots, right? So you can yeah. play yeah. Fortnite, double your battle royale victories, you'll catch up to Roseanne in no time. <laughs> and my final question was, what's your highest placing? Uh, I got to 11 once, I think. Hey, but yeah. it's not, it, that was not from any qualities. That was, that was me not running into people. Yeah, and that yeah. was just mostly me being lucky. It's not by any sort of skill. <laughs> well, if you're not interested in the building, I could recommend another free <laughs> battle royale game. <laughs> Radical Heights. I do actually kind of want to give that a shot. I, I do. Um, I it's don't interesting. think. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't think. I, I, you know, more the more that I think about it, that I don't think I'm going to try and uh, get PUBG just because I do like the aesthetic of uh fortnite a lot i think it's um I, in general when i play shooters i tend to go for a more stylized aesthetic so it's uh, yeah, same. uh so it, i i got really into um borderlands for a while so it's kind of, it's i i prefer something kind of like that but i have a more meta question for you yes how many emails have you gotten saying that people are trying to get into your account <laughs> So far, none. But I, I am a little bit nervous about that because uh, I've got one every two or three days. Yeah, I, I, there's one day I got like four in one day. Oh no! I only got um, one, but I put on two factor after that. So yeah, I need to set up two factor because I, I set that up for pretty much everything. But. Yeah. Uh, now I have two factor on my email address. I don't put two factor on anything else because no one can ever reset my password. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, speaking of resetting passwords, Pat, what have you been playing? <laughs> that was a stretch. Uh, a game that's not free to play, doesn't have its own account system, uh, and has nothing to do with that segue, unfortunately. <laughs> and hey, you man, even set yourself so up for good, that segue. So many, only so many good segues. <laughs> you used your last two words for it. Like, um, fucking, isn't in because this game. Uh, the thing in Fortnite, isn't it called the storm? Like the circle that closes? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so that, could it could have talked about the storm? Yeah, speaking of storms. And, so yeah. Pat, you've been playing Heroes of the Storm. No. Oh, Bulletstorm. Still wrong. Still oh, Bulletstorm. I love Bulletstorm. Oh, God. Uh, I've been playing a game called Maelstrom. Uh, I've actually been playing a lot of stuff. I finished uh, Horizon finally after like 85, 90 hours of playtime. That game's really good. I wrote a review of it on my blog. Uh, but then um, I... Pat, what's your blog called? It's called Gaming and Confidence. It's at gamingandconfidence.com. I was going to save that for the end, but to keep people in suspense. <laughs> but uh, the I played a few... I played 
I booted up Divine Divinity, the 2002 role-playing classic. That game is still really good if you like computer role-playing games. Um, I played a bunch of free-to-play stuff this week, some of which I'm going to write about next week. Um, but one of the things that popped up that I primarily wanted to talk about uh, is this game that just hit early access this week called Maelstrom, which is actually also technically a Battle Royale game. Um, so that's another missed segue. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I hit the exact segue I wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it it has a really weird had a really weird release schedule, which in a way almost to me is as fascinating as the game itself. Because uh, I it was a Kickstarter game, and I kind of was really confused because I did I missed it on Kickstarter, and it's definitely up my alley. So I was kind of surprised that I missed it. But that's because it was Kickstarted about a month ago. And it was on Kickstarter for about two weeks. Uh, they raised sixteen thousand dollars, which I think they were just trying to cover the cost of listing the game on Steam and mm-hmm. like maybe a couple months of payroll for their two super small team. Um, and then they put the game out on early access, like three weeks after the Kickstarter launched, uh, which was a couple days ago. I think it was like Tuesday or Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um, the game is uh, a kind of battle royale. Um, ship game like sailing ship uh it's a fantasy theme so you've got like three different factions of ships there's humans uh orcs and dwarves right now they have plans to add goblins and undead also um and the ships are pretty characterful and pretty unique looking each race has three different ships and it's kind of a mix of it's like a good mix of a battle royale game and um like a world of tanks kind of multiplayer game um it's i tend to think that like the world of tank style game is actually pretty prolific it's not one that people play all the time or not a you kind of have to dig to find the stuff but there's constant uh releases of like space games boat games whatever that follow that same format which is just the one where you have of some type of vehicle that fights other of the same type of vehicles. And there's layers and layers of grind and garbage that you have to contend with that you can buy your way through to upgrade your vehicles and unlock the next tier of vehicle. Um, which is, and it's kind of a shame cause like games like world of tanks and the other stuff that Wargaming makes are actually really fun to play, but the free to play layer is just horrific. <laughs> um, it's really confusing and, uh, time-consuming just to manage. So anyway, um, Maelstrom's cool because it's not free-to-play. It's like 18 bucks on sale right now, $20 to buy it, and it kind of clears off all of those layers of junk. So there is still progression, but there's one currency. You upgrade your boats. Um, you use it to upgrade boats and buy boats. It's just gold. Um, and upgrades don't provide a statistical advantage for you. You just get different options with how you load out your ship. Um, so you, for instance, at level five, you get on the ship that I chose for my starting ship, you get different cannons that are short range, but do more damage as opposed to your sort of all arounder cannons that you had before. So level six, you can pick between whether you want to have reinforced sails that can take more damage or if you want to be able to turn faster. So those kinds of, uh, upgrades are actually fun to kind of play with and build out. Um, and then once you're in the game itself, it's pretty neat. You're, it's got two maps so far. You sail around, you kill these little NPC ships that drop boosts that make your ship stronger. 
and then the goal is to kind of avoid conflict, build up your ship with these boosts. They're really simple. They boost things like armor, offense, and speed. Um, and then you kind of get into it with other players. It's only 15 players per match, so the matches are pretty quick. Uh, and the map starts to close in, and your ship gets eaten by sea monsters if you stay outside of the zone for too long. Um, it's just a lot of fun. It's very arcadey. It's not simulation-like at all. Each of the ships feels super different and interesting. There's still a lot of balance issues they got to work out. Um, but given, like... There's no monetization inside the game once you buy it, so they're pretty. They seem pretty committed to making it work and making it like a really cool product. And to be like three weeks ago, it was on Kickstarter. It's got probably 50 hours of content to grind out, but it doesn't feel like a shitty grind. It feels like fun to level up and kind of play and get new stuff for your boats. That sounds like a very interesting kind of take on the battle royale genre yeah is the like it's like sailing boats right like yep. mm-hmm. is yeah, it yeah like black flag sailing or is it easier it's easier it's it's still you have to think about it and like there's different things like the the uh human ships are just sails they just have sails on them so they don't turn super super fast uh but they're uh like they can only move forward and they the wind is not a factor in the game like there's no wind direction to worry about um there are currents that you can sail in to get faster but they're like little lanes that you can find around the map to to sort of boost yourself and then like on the flip side they're like the dwarves don't use sails they use engines with uh like um propellers so like they can go forward and backwards and they can they have a lot more fine control over their speed, but they're also slower overall. Um, so yeah, it's it's definitely not as weighty as something like Black Flag. It's a lot more arcadey and kind of simple, I guess I'd say, in terms of the control mechanics. But there's a lot of depth in the way that you actually maneuver your ship and use your weapons. Awesome. Um, I, I really, really hate sailing in games because I'm not good at it and I don't care about how the wind works. Um, so uh, I've, I find uh, basically every Assassin's Creed game that's had sailing, I'm like, oh, fuck <laughs> this. Um, but uh, yeah, I that sounds super interesting, uh, especially because uh, I'm, as I said, I'm not the kind of person who likes Battle Royale all that much. Um, I've kind of got into playing like a game of Fortnite before bed, but uh, not for a little while. The thing that I like about this one is it's technically Battle Royale, but you actually get... So as you're, the other thing you're picking up while you're sailing around and killing NPC ships uh, is gold, and there's also just gold sitting around. And at the end of the match, you get gold equal to the amount of gold you picked up over the match, whether or not you win. So you're always progressing and always getting a lot of ticks up on your, like, and you use the gold then to buy new ships and to buy upgrades. Um, so even though it's a Battle Royale game, you don't feel like you need to win it. I've won one game out of the probably 25 that I played, and it was really fun and it felt good to win. But whenever I lose, I don't really get that mad because it's like, yep, queue up for another one. I got 5K more gold towards the 25,000 gold upgrade I want to buy. Sounds like Rogue Legacy in that way. Yeah, kind mm -hmm. of. It's definitely less punishing and there's more to there's more of a progression because there's no like weapon pickups or anything so you're actually bringing your 
built out ship into the game so they can add a lot of progression non-cosmetic progression elements outside of the game speaking of has any have any of us kept up with sea of thieves no i didn't play it again yeah i booted it like once more and played it for a little while and i uninstalled yep i will check it out when they add more stuff i, I played it for i played it for 30 minutes with pat once and was like this is great and i was like yeah I'm all right. <laughs> i grinded out to level 10 on those things but once i it was clear that there was the quests don't get more interesting as you level up i wasn't expecting them to change much but i was hoping they would at least add a couple like layers of challenge onto mm-hmm. them or maybe or something but they don't yeah. they're exactly the same forever so i'm yeah. i had a lot of fun still... playing with pat and then trying to play by myself was not fun at all <laughs> i'm still incredibly surprised that's a 60 dollar game yeah yeah like that's a free-to-play game to me uh i think maelstrom is better than sea of thieves and it's 18 dollars on steam early access and not made by a massive gaming <laughs> game developer and publisher <laughs> but does the water look better no, not even close. <laughs> <laughs> the only two games where the water looks really incredible, Sea of Thieves and Final Fantasy X on the PS2. <laughs> Missed. Um, uh, Alex, did you have anything you want to say before I ran into my game? Because you looked like you were ready to go. Who, me? No, I was just talking yeah, about... Yeah, you were going to say something. No, I'm just okay. saying that Mist has beautiful water too. And Erica can oh, it attest does. to that. And also, before Sam, I wanted to point out when I started my thing that... Uh, one, um, did you know that there are, they are still putting out content for Lego Dimensions? Yes. Yeah. That's completely insane. Uh, I think that they announced that they were stopping development on Lego Dimensions like end of last year. Huh. So a lot of the stuff they were developing probably still has to come out. Also, I wasn't going to actually play Lego Island again, and then I remembered that it has jet skis. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> and skateboards. Fair enough. Mm. Uh, speaking of things that are fair enough, um, I've been playing uh, Tom Clancy's Cocaine Mount. Sorry, Tom Clancy's <laughs> Ghost Recon Wildlands. Uh, How mountainous is your cocaine right now? <laughs> uh, it, it's pretty good. Uh, so, <laughs> this game. Like, I had no expectations for it. Like, people have talked about, like, oh, it's got really good support. And, like, like yeah, but, like, Ubisoft is supporting For Honor, man. You know, like, <laughs> uh, Ghost Recon Wildlands is something that I had absolutely no expectations for and no, like, no excitement for whatsoever. Um, the closest I have come to purchasing Ghost Recon Wildlands was when it came free with something else and I decided not to buy it because I didn't think it was worth it. <laughs> uh, Ghost Recon Wildlands is currently on free weekend right now so if you listen to this podcast or you're watching this game uh, stream live you should uh, download it. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Ghost Recon Wildlands is exactly what I, the game that I went to Far Cry 5 for. So it feels like um, playing GTA Online. So if anyone has enjoyed GTA Online, it's basically like the story's kind of meh, it's nothing. Um, and you're just like zooming around, but like zooming around this country, like 
shooting dudes and just having a great time also because i'm playing it like over a year after the games come out i'll have like three thousand you play points i just bought everything on the you play store and my ghost recon guy is rolling around dressed as an assassin from assassin's creed uh so there's like all these realistic soldiers and then i'm wearing like a full white like robe bodysuit thing with like a full face mask and a little white hood uh, I'm using a gun from the division, uh, and uh, my pistol is like a blunderbuss from Assassin's Creed. <laughs> it's Are extremely you, funny. Can you wear Aiden Pierce's iconic hat from Watch Dogs? <laughs> uh, I think you actually can get that item in that game. That's amazing. I'm almost positive. And there's a lot of Ubisoft references in the equipment. One yep. of the piece, one of the um, outfits is the full Sam Fisher outfit from Splinter Cell Blacklist. Uh, like three hatted, uh, three hatted, three uh, three um, lensed uh, binocular hat, like sneaking suit, like yeah. literally skin they tight just, sneaking suit. They just suit. added that. Uh, it's real fun. Like I can imagine, like I played it a load today with like one headphone in, listening to a podcast, uh, and like the the fun that I had, like completely breaking how like the game wanted me to do a mission like i was doing a side mission uh, which i failed because uh, the one of my ai partners took too long to get into a car but uh next to the car that i was trying to get into i like turned the camera around and there was a helicopter with a gatling gun out the side of it and i was like all right so i went and did this like level three story mission with a helicopter and a gatling gun <laughs> and like I'm flying the helicopter. My AI partners are just mowing down people with guns out of this <laughs> helicopter, which like no one can even touch. And like it's just so much fun. It's like I said before, it reminds me a lot of playing the heists in GTA Online, or like um, kind of with like a Just Cause Two kind of vibe. Um, it's it's more realistic than Just Cause Two, which isn't difficult. Um. Uh, I'm playing on a, the lowest difficulty, which is how I start every game. Um, I've only played about three hours. Um, but, like, it's just way more fun than I was expecting. And, like, I can see why Jeff was talking about it, like Jeff and Jai Bomb, uh, we've mentioned many times before. And in the quick look, when they first ever released the game, he's like, yeah, I'm going to finish this game. Um, yeah, like, Ghost Recon Warlands is the game that I wanted to play when I was playing Far Cry. Like, you can drive from place to place without being mobbed by enemies or cougars or bears in Ghost Recon Wildlands. The, the, you can drive through enemy bases and they'll be like, hmm, why has that guy got a Gatling gun on his gun? Oh, well. <laughs> like, the weird they don't thing really about, care. Like, the weirdest part about that game to me is like, there's all this dumb shit in it. I've, to, I've played a, quite a bit of that game. I didn't finish it. I convinced some friends to buy it over the Steam sale. Um, and like... The two things I have to say about that game, one, there's actually a pretty tactical game at the core of it. Like you can die real fast in normal difficulty and then the higher difficulties. Yeah. And it takes like a shot to drop enemies. So like it's not it's so weird that it is so goofy and crazy with a lot of the stuff that you can get in it, because when you actually raid an outpost, you have to be careful. Like you gotta tag everybody and be kind of methodical about it at anything above the easier difficulty. The other thing is that, like, you 
that game is definitely best with other people, but you need to get the right other people. Cause I ran into a problem with my friends where we had one guy who was like very guys, let's stop. We're going to everybody pull up the map. Everybody throw out a drone. Let's tag every single enemy. Let's carefully meticulously pick our way through that base. So he wanted to do like each outpost of which there are like 150 of them as like a 45 minute raid piece of raid content. And like, then on the other end of the spectrum, there was my other friend who was like, I already have half the guns in this game after a weekend of playing it. And I already know how every outpost works. I'm just going to run in and kill everyone while you guys stand out there and look at the map. And then like my other friend who got to play one time per week and was like, wait, you guys did this one already. Damn it. That sucks. So like, you gotta have the right group of people that have the right (laughs) mentality. I love playing games with all those guys, but like it was not the right thing. And then the other thing too, is that, that like, I'll be interested to hear what you think about it after you play a few more hours of it because I played probably 20 hours of it and I we killed the Predator. I spent real money on that Predator DLC, like the Predator cosmetic stuff in the store because I thought it was really cool. Like I bought the Predator gauntlet that gives you a unique melee animation for like $5. Uh, but uh, that game gets really repetitive after you play it for like five or six hours. Every single outpost feels like okay, tag the guy, shoot him. And we started to feel after we played it a bunch that it was like, everybody get in the helicopter. Where are we going? Oh, I want this mod. Okay, we'll go to this base. That's where it's it's at. Land. All right, tag everybody, kill everybody. 20 minutes later, get back in the helicopter. Where are we going now? This other base. Okay. It felt really repetitive. Um, so I don't know. It's like a mixed bag, I think. But the character creator has options for a cowboy hat and a cigar. <laughs> Like so, I said, it's like, a mixed bag. There's some stuff that's really good. I literally made this character. Like I didn't, I didn't go into the UPlay store and unlock stuff when I was making the character. I just made it with what was available. And uh, one of the co- options for face accessories is a constantly smoking lit cigar. Mm-hmm. So there's all these cutscenes with these extremely seriously like looking like division NPCs basically, and then there's me with like a handlebar mustache and a giant cigar <laughs> and a brown leather cowboy hat like yeah let's get let's uh, clean up el salvador <laughs> that game has some of the weirdest stuff in it also i don't want to get too graphic with some of the there's some stuff in the story of that game that they just talk about they don't really portray it but like Man, some of the stuff the guy in the radio says is really messed up. Some of the stuff yeah, in the radio stuff is like messed up. So like, I, mean, I was like, what the hell am I listening to? Like, do you mean messed up grim? No, I mean messed up like, like just he tells a joke that's like kind of an aristocrat style joke, but like not in not with the like real like the good like aristocrats, but super not funny. <laughs> uh, just the gross. radio guys are like all working for the drug dealers and yeah. like they're, and all like, they're talking about how the drug dealers are really environmentally conscious and they want to save the future and I'm like yeah so that sounds alright get out of the car shoot 8 million dudes get back in car <laughs> and then there's just like a lot of weird sex stuff that's just described it's not portrayed but I we were I was playing with a friend and I was like did they just say the thing that I heard did you hear the same dialogue I just heard because that was not something I would have ever thought to hear in one a video game, but definitely not in a Tom Clancy video game. Yeah, just really weird, really, really weird. 
Um, as someone whose Game of the Year 2016 is Watch Dogs 2, uh, I'm having a lot of fun so far with Ghost Recon Wildlands, and I think I'm going to continue to play it with some friends tomorrow. I had to play solo today because everybody was extremely busy, but I'm going to get some hours in tomorrow. Um, and also, fun fact, Ubisoft bought the rights to the name Tom Clancy from yep. Tom Clancy. And <laughs> Tom, no, wait, 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 no, hold on. Didn't they buy Tom Clancy's? <laughs> no, they bought the rights to his name to the effect that he had to pay them for the rights when he published books. Well, what? Oh my gosh. Well, I thought they could uh, just use Tom Clancy. He then died. Like, yeah, I was going to say, yeah, yeah. rest in peace, Tom Clancy. But... Yeah, rip, rip Tom Clancy. <clears throat> but like, uh, he, he had to pay them for the rights f- to publish his own books. Um, but apparently he got an extremely large amount of money from it. So that's that's a fun story. Maybe they thought he was going to be alive longer. Speaking of fun, uh, <laughs> let's go on to the quiz. We need to find new ways to transition. Fine. <laughs> We've all done quite well today. We've all spoken for roughly 10 minutes on our games. Uh, does everybody have your answer sheets ready? No, I forgot them in my move, so I'm going to be using my telephone. Okay, I'm happy with that. Uh, yeah, I got mine. Uh, 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 I have to continue to make new ones every week because I lose them every week. Uh, Pat, yes, I've heard that dialogue and I thought it was super weird. It happens like 10 minutes into the game. Yep. Pat I sent me a message because he did not want to discuss it on the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> There's just some weird shit in that game. You should look yeah. it up. I just they're, read they're it. Like, and yeah, they're like, oh, there's one. And I'm like, uh-huh. They're like, no, no, there's two. And I'm like, oh, this, must, this car must be owned by these two birds. Yeah. Yeah. Um, quiz time. <laughs> Yay. Uh, so I hope I'm, I hope you didn't spoil one of your questions. Uh, <laughs> How many are in the glove box? Oh, no. <laughs> That's next week's quiz question, guys. Come on. Um, so, uh, as usual, there are five questions. Uh, I don't know who's in the lead because I still have yet to tabulate the answers. Um, <laughs> You're just making this worse for yourself. Yeah. Uh, Andre has given away the answer to one of these questions so far today, and almost two have been given away. So uh, no excuses to get at least two points. Uh, I almost gave one away. I got it wrong. (laughs) (laughs) I think you'll get this one right. Uh, I think everyone will. I always forget which order they are in. (laughs) Question one, Gnog was published by Double Fine. But who was the developer? Is it A, co-op mode, co-op spelt with a K? Is it B, Celery Games? With a K? Is it C, <laughs> Wreckings Builder? I think I pronounced that right. Everybody your answers ready? Three, two, one, show them. I'm going to put A, you got the right answer. I tricked you all with C. So that's uh, Eric. I was wondering if that was... Sometimes I like to be tricky. I was going (laughs) to guess B if it wasn't C, so, I mean, that would have been wrong either way. Yeah. I like Celery Games. (laughs) With a K. That'd be my new game development company. Already copyrighted because I said it on a podcast. So you can just you can just puts it up. just uh, take this podcast, put on a USB stick, and mail that to yourself. That's what I'm gonna do. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'm actually going to just upload it to a torrent site and then have somebody else seed it and then torrent it myself. And then I think that's the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, basically. Um, it's illegal and we have to sue you for millions of dollars. <laughs> I just love celery. Um, so that's why it came to my head when I was making up fake answers for this question. What do you? What are our feelings on, uh, what's it called, ants on a log? Like that's when you have celery and peanut butter and raisins on it? Raisins are gross and bad. I, I like all of those three things, but I think that I would prefer them separately. Peanut butter is my favorite food. I don't mind celery, but I don't want to eat like a giant thing of celery. So. Smooth peanut butter, chocolate chips, and apple is better than ants on a log. That what about good. smooth that or crunchy peanut butter, Erica? Uh, I prefer crunchy, but I'll I'll eat smooth if that's all that's available. Different things for different uses, man. As I've always had bad teeth, I've much preferred smooth. I'm looking forward to, now I have new teeth, being able to have crunchy peanut butter. Andre, you look like you're dying over there. Question two, true or false? A being true, B being false. Kingdom Hearts two, colon 2.8 final chapter prologue collection features a game called Kingdom Hearts colon Birth by Sleep colon Fragmentary Passage which is a canonical sequel to Kingdom Hearts, colon, Birth by Sleep. Jesus Christ. A true B false. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, I can read that again if anyone needs No. I think we're getting... <laughs> yeah, let's, let's, let's just do it. <laughs> okay, so it's three, two, one. Uh, everyone gets a point. Because well <laughs> that was, yeah, there's no way that's not true. <laughs> it almost changed the name of the game very slightly uh just to ignore to uh confuse everyone but I'm not i listened honest. really closely to make sure you didn't because i thought you were going to <laughs> yeah that, that's what i thought <laughs> which country does ghost recon wildlands take place in is it a bolivia b uganda c madagascar wait what was a a is Bolivia, okay. which is a country in South America, I think. <laughs> uh, three, two, one, show them. Oh. I've only put A, you are correct. <laughs> Alice. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I have no Alice, idea, so. Allison likes to move it, move it. Yeah. <laughs> no, fuck you. I don't like that. <laughs> I'm looking forward to hearing the character voice by David Schwimmer. I'm assuming he's one of the guys who drives the Lamborghini. Oh man, if the Casco Madagascar was in the next Ghost Recon game, I would definitely play it. Uh, okay, this question is not as long as the Kingdom Hearts question, but also long, and I had to edit it down because I thought it would take too long to say. This is a little spoiler for our new section. Shenmue 1 is chapter 1. A manga set between Shenmue and Shenmue 2 is chapter 2. Chapters 3 to 5 are told in Shenmue 2. But how many chapters does Yu Suzuki plan to release in total for the entire Shenmue story? Is it A, 8? B, 16? C, 11? Answers again. A is 8, B is 16, and C is 11. Everybody ready? Three, two, one, show them. Everybody put A, you are correct. That's just Erica. Uh, I thought it was uh, nine. 
Uh, he originally said 16 many, many years ago, um, although it may be apocryphal that that is actually something he said, but he's only ever said 11 since 2010. So, and that's his official answer in a Reddit AMA recently. I feel like everyone who said B should get half a point. Yeah. Yeah. I disagree. <laughs> Question five. <laughs> What's the name of the protagonist in Lego Island? Oh, hell yeah. Is it A, Nick Brick? Is it B, <laughs> Bill Ding? Is it C, Pepperoni? Oh my god. <laughs> All three are characters in Lego Island. <laughs> True, they are. I appreciate this very much. <laughs> okay, three, two, one. Ah, sorry, who puts I got mine. <laughs> oh, I want Erica. Okay, the, we're going to believe Erica. What the fuck? Listen, I got no points last week. Don't be mad. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not mad about that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it was pepperoni. 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 <laughs> Pepperoni's a great character and a great name. Dude, no. <laughs> He's the How? son of Mama and Papa Bricoloni. I guess that one because I like Sam's a vegetarian and I didn't think he would come up with that one on his own. <laughs> I didn't come up with any of them. They're all real Lego Island characters. <laughs> Bill Ding and Nick Brick are all Lego Island characters. Nick Brick rules. How do you not have like your generic Lego protagonist name something stupid like Nick Brick? <laughs> Nick Brick is pretty good. They're all stupid. He's in I mean, the game. Nick Brick is a character. Yeah. Just no, I'm just he's the cool guy. So that the... is totally like a protagonist name. Yep. Yeah, but Pepperoni is a, like a kid. He's like a young... Nick Brick is more like a... You know... Okay. Like I've never played like a wizard. Lego Island. I've never played it. So <laughs> in Lego Island 3, Extreme Stunts, do, do, do we play as Nick Brick? No, he plays Pepperoni. He's <laughs> the main character. Uh, let's move on to news. Uh, speaking of characters, um... wait, I'm gonna I'm gonna drop off. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I Erica have, hates um... uh, the news story we're about to talk about, so uh, she can't really listen to it. She's yeah. too angry. About it. it is. I have a... really bad asthma, and with the flu, is making breathing hard, and that's important. So. Well, I'm glad that you were able to kind of reclaim your lead in the quiz. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, killed it. I told you. Thank you. All right, I'm gonna watch right. it. Bye. 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 See you next week. Bye. You, can, you can find her streaming on Zupa Dupa. <laughs> and yeah, you can uh, follow her on lots of uh, services at Air Air which is A I R E C U H, from memory. Yeah. And rest, uh, in, rest in peace, Erica. Never forgotten. So I'm going to read the headline King of Kong's Billy Mitchell's high scores wiped out by Twin Galaxies. Yep. Mm-hmm. Billy Mitchell has been banned uh, from Twin Galaxies in terms of he's not no longer allowed to submit any further high scores. Um, this is following an investigation starting in February, which is a challenge against uh, his 2010 high score, which is the first ever over a million point score in the Donkey Kong community. The challenge is basically that there was basically that he didn't do this on a legit arcade board, which is uh, Twin Galaxies ruling, and that he used uh, Main, 
which has different timing, different frame stuff, and it's kind of spottable when you look at it on like HD. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, I believe, where the new investigation came from. Now, um, uh, Mitchell, uh, many of you may know, is a Donkey Kong and Pac-Man champion. Um, he is very good at video games. Also, uh, American flag tie wearer and hot sauce emperor. Um, <laughs> uh, emperor is a good way to put it. That's his exact job title. <laughs> yeah, he has a hot sauce empire, so hot sauce emperor. Uh, and uh, he was the villain in the documentary King of Kong, uh, where he did some shady ass shit on film. Ew. And I'm a lot of people were not surprised to see that he continued to do shady shit. Where's the hyphen in shady ass shit? Uh, there's two hyphens. <laughs> <laughs> but they're not where you'd expect them to be. They're right, they're right next to each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so my favorite part of the story was the one that I linked to you guys was from Variety. Yeah. It was from a very mainstream news outlet that was covering... Billy Mitchell, Mame, Twin Galaxies, all this kind of stuff. That was so weird. Yeah, it's uh, it, 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 it's a lot of articles in really mainstream places. Like there's another article where they uh, interviewed the other um, person featured in King of Kong, Steve Wiebe. Yep. <clears throat> uh, but that's another variety article. So yeah, it's so yeah. weird. That it show, is. that movie was big. There's a huge documentary when it came out. Oh yeah, it, it, it had very, uh, it, it, it got pretty <coughs> well received, and mm-hmm. it was a, uh, it was um, very well watched. So I, I actually rewatched. Yeah, I actually rewatched uh, King of Kong uh, the the day the news came out. I just uh, I rented it, and it is uh, shocking. Well, not shocking, but I forgot just how much of the movie is based off of billy mitchell complaining about other people yep. submitting incorrect scores <laughs> <laughs> and it's so much of it is him going like oh well people need to do this live so that otherwise how can we t- be sure if they're if they're doing this correctly we we can't know and he's obsessed with um like the other guy focused on it steve Weeby. um Oh, he's using an official board, but he was given this official board by somebody I don't like. Therefore, this can't be valid. And <laughs> mm-hmm. it's 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 like it's still a really interesting. It's still a really entertaining movie to watch, and actually almost a little bit more entertaining now yeah. that we realize. Oh, he's actually <laughs> Billy Mitchell is actually the one who is cheating the system. Yeah, but so it, it was almost all projection. <laughs> to have been but it is it's it's really it's it's astonishing just how much of the movie is focused on that so i feel like i I mean to the point where people in the movie are are straight up saying you know it's weird that he needs everybody to do this live but then he's never done this live ever he Mm -hmm. like he he um uh did perform or do play Donkey Kong live at a at an 80s um, competition for Life magazine mm-hmm. but other than that he's pretty much just submitted tapes so it's hard to tell how much of it 
is actually accurate and how much of it was using MAME. But yeah, yeah I, I totally recommend checking out the movie if you haven't or if you've watched it, but it's been a while. Watching it again with this knowledge is actually really, really pretty fun. When it, I remember when it came out, it was like everyone was like, have you seen this yet? Have you seen this yet? Have you seen this yet? Like all of my friends, whether they were big into video games before that or not, it was I a have, big deal. I have yeah, seen it's, it. it's really entertaining. It's worth watching. It's good. Mm-hmm. Alex, were you saying you haven't seen it? I haven't seen it. It's good. Um, I think Indie Game the Movie is a more interesting... Yeah, Indie Game um, the Movie made me cry, yeah. actually. So uh, I would recommend that movie. Too. I totally, it's, that's a good one to recommend as well. It's hard to watch that with Jonathan Blow, but... Yeah. The first mm-hmm. week with my current fiancé, we were together, we watched Indie Game the Movie. Andre, what to were me, you saying? It sounds like Billy Mitchell is the king of dongs. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't even want to acknowledge that. Alex is gone. He left. Uh, Alex apparently needs hey, a Alex Um, I waited yeah. my turn. <laughs> uh, I'm just making sure that we haven't broken all the like five rules of podcasting. So, you know, we talked about simple and clean. Uh, we talked about um, Goofy and Pluto. We talked about Pornhub, uh, dongs. I think we're still good. I think we've got two more seals to break before we have to stop podcasting forever, and also so does everyone else. Um, <laughs> uh, does anyone have anything else that they want to talk about in terms of kings and or kongs? Got some new lotion? No, no. Isn't the answer is no. Isn't cool? Okay. Like, isn't Billy Mitchell not even like? Like, aren't Stevie and Billy mentioned not even near the top of the leaderboard anymore? Like, I mean, they're still, like, on like, Galaxies, but they're, like, not even top 10 or something? No, they have yeah. been for a while. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, I think, from what I understand, um, after King of Kong released, it, ha- it incited a big interest in mm-hmm. being a, on the Donkey Kong uh, scoreboard. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of people that were just really interested in it after that movie so yeah they're they're no longer so they did themselves then okay (laughs) yeah so Wes copeland has a score that i don't know is if it's beatable it he got a perfect game so he made it to the final board without uh without dying so like his first first life which i think i believe when that happened i remember that being like i just looked it up again but i remember that being unbeatable i think but i could be wrong i'm not a donkey Kong expert um, I guess it would be time from there on out, like how yeah. long you get there. Yeah. Um, the only thing that I was going to say is that um, now Billy Mitchell's, all of his scores forever have been removed from the uh, Twin Galaxies, uh, now makes Steve Weeby officially the first person to ever hit a million points in Donkey Kong. So whilst he's not, uh, whilst he's not the current record holder, he's kind of got that in his pocket now, which he never did before. Yeah, Maybe he can for the hot sauce empire. Yeah, <laughs> didn't I they, think he's going for cold sauce? Didn't this uh, call a lot of attention to Twin Galaxies because they're like the official yeah. people who report to uh, Guinness Book of World Records, and now people are like, oh, maybe not, we can't trust anything they say. Yeah, and, and also this um, pretty recently as well. There's another famous retro game player, Todd Rogers, who mm-hmm. is. Uh, his yeah. records were completely erased too because he as it turns out 
probably just made up a bunch of his records. Um, yeah. There's a lot of really interesting videos out there about it. Um, but he, yeah, so he he had a lot of records in um, a lot of uh, old Atari games. And he, a, a lot, and people actually went into the games um, and figured out that these scores he had were actually impossible to get. Like there's yeah. no way that you could get that score. So he was, uh, after all of this, he was um, removed from Twin Galaxies. So it, it's, it's within a couple of months, two of Twin Galaxies' most famous high scorers have been stripped of the record. So it does kind of call things into question. Hmm. Um, next up on the news docket. Uh, we, I've got two things that are left to talk about our news. One is a uh, actual new game announcement, and one is a rumor of a new game in development. Uh, new games are my favorite way to end a podcast, uh, and uh, these are our last two things to look at. Um, first off, um, we might as well cover the officially announced game, and then we can talk a little bit more about some rumors. Um, so officially announced for xbox and playstation 4 shenmue hd collection and pc oh whatever it was pc too Uh, but yeah it has been announced for windows pc as well um uh no official date apart from 2018 and it's sega is referring to this as the definitive version of the games uh, they have referred to it having modern features such as fully scalable screen resolution, choice of modern or classic control schemes. I will never play with that classic control scheme ever. Nope. Never. Nope. Uh, PC graphics options, an updated user interface, and the option to enjoy either the original Japanese or English voiceovers, which is going to be interesting for Shenmue 2, which I don't think got localized in terms of voiceover. They didn't. Uh, did they add a sailor waypoint option? Uh, I don't believe that there will be any waypoints in the game. Are, are the facial expression? Are the facial expressions DLC? Uh, no, the facial expressions are built into the game. All three of them. Um, <laughs> uh, so we talked a little bit earlier about how everyone but me hates Shamu. Um, but I, don't, uh, I hate it. I just have no desire to play it because it looks terrible. I was probably playing up my hate for it a little bit. I don't really hate it that much. I I supported the Kickstarter for Shenmue 3 because I liked one enough. Me but too. I, I kind of don't care anymore. <laughs> yeah, I, I've never played it. Um, and I'm kind I, I've been going back and forth on whether I want to actually get this because i it's it doesn't seem like a game that's necessarily aged the best but uh, it's it's one of those games too where i feel like i should have played it so i'm i'm not sure is tom in shenmue 2 uh i can't remember anything about if tom the hot dog man is not in shenmue 2 then what are they even doing uh well shenmue 2 is set in a completely different country to shenmue 1 yeah, so, it's so, a lot. It's you, your point. Yeah, <laughs> that, you make a compelling argument. You're right. Yeah, uh, multiple characters do reoccur, so I guess uh, I don't remember a lot of the minor characters. You're telling me Tom can't put his hot dog truck on a boat and sail across the <laughs> sea to China and 
deliver it's you. It's set in like the early eighties, from memory as well. So yeah, the boats then. <laughs> I mean, look. I don't see why I'm now on Andre's side. I don't see how any of this. I've seen Spider-Man: The Dragon's Challenge. I know they had boats in those days. Um. Uh. But yeah, Alison, uh, you and me will play through Shenmue One and Two together. I will do a PS4 share play. Oh no! Enjoy every second of it. Yeah, I love it. I don't know what you would call that. I can't think of a good. Uh, series title for it. Just, um, yeah, I played Shenmue One. I've played Shenmue One like four times, maybe five. Um, I played the entirety in a weekend, the first time I got it, and then I slowly replayed it for the next like three months, like a couple of hours every weekend, because uh, my Dreamcast lived at my dad's house when I was a teenager, and I had two games for it, which were Crazy Taxi and Shenmue. So when I got bored of Crazy Taxi, I started playing Shenmue. Uh, and uh, I played a lot of Shenmue uh, and I uh, bought an original Xbox to play Shenmue 2 um, I only played Shenmue 2 once uh, so I'm really looking forward to this collection coming out to being able to play that again um, and Shenmue 3 apparently also Shenmue 3 is supposed to come out this year it's supposed to I just yep yeah, I, I, I don't know if it's coming out this I year. I think it'll come out this year. I think it's going to be vastly different than what a lot of people were expecting in I terms of scope. Yeah, I think it's I probably going to be way... Game. It's going to be super small scale compared to what people I want. I don't think it's going to be a 10-hour game. I think it's going to be a four-hour game. If that. Yeah, if that. Yeah, and I, I mean, I think that, especially with a lot of these uh, high-interest um, Kickstarter games, I feel like there's always going to be some level of disappointment just because people are getting their hopes up and have their memories of Shenmue that might not necessarily be what Shenmue, Shenmue is. Now. Oh, yeah. Speaking or of- does the opposite happen? And Did- like with the with the reception and everyone holds it up like, oh, my God, it's so amazing because it's Shenmue 3 and they just want it to be good. So they just say it's good. I, th- uh, I think it's going to be 10 hours. And I think it's going to be 10 hours with a shit ton of reused assets like a really small, really small area, very much like the original Shenmue is really small. Um, I think we're going to be looking at something smaller than the original Shenmue, um, but where a lot of things take place in the same very small area. That's my personal theory. I think it depends on if they do VO for a lot of stuff. I don't see them recording enough VO for a 10-hour story. Um, So that's the part that I think, I mean, and let's put it this way, if it's, four hour stories worth of voiceover work and 10 hours to actually see it all that's a bad video game yeah like, uh, fun fact about the original Shenmue I've done a lot of fun facts today I think I should keep trying keep trying to keep that up um, fun fact uh, in the original Shenmue uh, Yu Suzuki um, made an, an edict that all the English voice actors for the English version of Shenmue had to live in Japan. Oh, really? <laughs> and because of the size of the cast, the casting director said that he cast every person that spoke fluent English who said they were a voice actor and lived in Japan. Oh, my wow. God. That's hilarious. They were reusing actors for different characters what, they, uh, what, because I mean, they could not find anyone else. Sorry, what was that? About? That's not like a weird. That's just people can do a different voice, right? I, I don't think that's weird. 
Yeah, I mean, like, that does happen. It's just weird that he's localizing it completely to only Japan. Are, I, I mean, are, yeah, that, that is odd. But Are you in Shenmue 3, Andre? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I was going to say, like, why would I want to play Shenmue when I live it every day? Would you live it? So, uh, Andre, actually, I don't know if you'll notice, but he hasn't expressed an opinion about Shenmue, and that's because he is in Shenmue 4. 4? Wow. Yeah. Was that Kickstarter too? Uh, it's actually on Indiegogo. It was oh. the, no, it was a secret. It's on fake. Starter. No, no, it's on Indiegogo because that way we can still get the money even if we don't reach the goal. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. And Did... all they're paying is Andre's voice acting fee. <laughs> and actually, it's just Andre's game. Yeah. Hey, did we, speaking of Kickstarter games, did we ever talk about The Good Life? We did. We talked okay. about it last week. I couldn't remember if we did. I thought we did. Maybe we didn't. No, I don't wait, think, no, I we think. we talked about that other sweary game. Yeah, you're right. I just want to say, I, I, I already supported The Good Life because that looks amazing. It's a murder mystery where the town turns into cats and dogs at the night. <laughs> it's not looking oh, good for that Kickstarter that's... either, unfortunately. No, it's at like so... 60 or 70%. It's not even that. It's under 50%. Oh, leaf. How much time is left on it? 20 days. But usually you get the biggest push right at the beginning and right at the end. So unless they can really recover at the end. I've heard that you need 70% at the beginning because you get 30% at the end. Yep. Yep. That's usually the rule. Fairly accurate. Yeah. yeah, They went to fig with that and then didn't meet their goals. Yeah. That's a bummer. Mm. I hope it happens. They've done Kickstarter. Next up, Indiegogo. Anyway, I appreciate that they're actually scoping, like they're asking for a lot of money rather mm-hmm. than saying, we only need a hundred grand to make this game and then having just, it stuck in development hell and getting canceled because they didn't ask for enough money. Yeah. And then when it comes out, they just kind of poop out something that's not great. Yeah. I mean, I think he, he said there's like, you know, co-development deals in place. They just need to get the money to get the other money. I think, yeah, it's, or something. But yeah. And it's weird because that trailer, like, it looks like it's in, it's a lot of it looks done like yeah totally the environments look good the characters look good the art yeah. style is super cool yeah it's awesome it's like a origami paper craft kind of thing yeah so it might end up getting made it just might end up like a deadly premonition or a d4 where it's not mm, yep there's something there but also there's something there <laughs> speaking of which i've actually had a deadly premonition this week and it's the 2K is making a new Bioshock game. Hey. Alex left again. That's that's not even like whatever. Who cares? Uh, so, <laughs> je, um, oh it's, God, I can't remember his name now. What I Kevin mean? put out a song called Chun Li, and it's not even about Chun Li. Chun Li lyrics. lyrics. That is better news so, than. They might be making no, it. No, no, no. Bioshock. No, the reason the Bioshock news is good is because it's the, the rumors that it's the Mafia Three team that's making it. So and that's and it's actually from, it's from Jason Schreier. Okay, well. so, so yeah, two two questions: Is Ken Levine involved, or are any of the people from Irrational involved? I don't think so. No, Ken Levine was like the only person from Irrational who didn't get canned. Yeah, like him and like five but others or something. Left. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. Didn't he leave? He started his own game company? But he started another else? company within 2K. Yeah, I thought it was in okay. 2K. Uh, yeah. But yeah, uh, so Hangar 13 developed Mafia 3. Um, so basically in a Kotaku story by Jason Trier, um, it's just talking about uh, Mafia 3 developer Hangar 13 and how it's kind of fucked. Um, he 
and made it made like a little footnote in that story that there is a studio that's top secret and is next door to hangar 13 that's currently in the early stages of work on a brand new bioshock game apparently they're keeping it extremely small and so like super small team super agile and they are being extremely secretive about it and what they're trying to do is find the hook for the game and then build out from there um it sounds like an interesting way to go about it um i'd be interested to just like see if they could give the Minerva's Den people some money and like let them make a Bioshock game. Minerva's Den people currently work mostly at Fulbright and yep. made, yeah. gone, made Gone Home and Tacoma. Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. So, I, don't, yeah. I don't know if I care about another Bioshock. I thought Bioshock what Infinite... If, okay, I'm gonna, you say that, Alex, but what if it's the Vita game that got promised <laughs> in the <release>? Shit! <laughs> So it's Dave Lang. They found the hook. Oh, if this is Dave, dude, they announced the game forever ago. It's it's about time it finally comes out. Of course, they're developing a Bioshock. Andre, you know Iron Galaxy was supposed to make that, right? Yeah. So if this is Dave Lang's Bioshock, then I'm 100 percent in. It's the exact same as the original Bioshock, but everyone's wearing FUBU. <laughs> I I was a like a pretty big aside from some major ball dropping in terms of some of its cultural uh, the ways that it tried to say something. I thought Infinite was a really cool game. I really liked the like mind bending stuff that it did at the end, even though most people think that stuff was terrible. Yeah, I, I like that too. And um, I mean, whatever whatever you say, whatever issues the story has in Bioshock Infinite, it is a really beautiful game mm-hmm. and yeah. it's still it's like very interesting there are very few games that make me feel like this kind of sense of awe that i did the first time i set oh like started up bioshock infinite and it's just so gorgeous yeah Something, so, i appreciate the fact that like the we talk a lot now uh about how games should try to have more of a voice like far cry 5 got criticized because it like they sold this suck. package that was going to be like political and then it wasn't and like there's no doubt that infinite did it the wrong way it made mistakes in the way that it tried to portray that stuff Mm -hmm. but i they tried fairly earnestly to do it even though they didn't do it well and i appreciate their willingness and the stuff ken levine was talking about in the lead-up they did it wrong and if they had maybe hired a more diverse staff of writers they wouldn't have had that problem but i just i think it I think that game ha- tried a lot of cool stuff and was yeah. willing to fail, and it failed at some of those things. But I think it succeeded at a lot of them too. So I think I, I think know. the story overall was kind of a failure. It's kind of a whiff, but I think it nailed it with the characters, between Elizabeth, the Songbird, uh, the twins, like everything like that. And I think there is a good story in there, even though the actual finished product is was too clouded by a bunch of. Stuff that it didn't need, really. Yeah, um, sure. But I'm really excited to see what a team like the Mafia team will do. If you haven't played Mafia 3, that game is awesome. Like, It's, it's a, a very interesting game as well. It's a little bit grindy and repetitive, and I can see how that would be a turnoff for people, but there's some really cool concepts and themes narratively in that game that I thought was really cool. I'm, I'm interested to see what they can do with, a, uh, with something off the wall like Bioshock. Totally. Do you think it's underwater, or do you think it's in the air, or do you think think it's in space? <laughs> I think it's in Rapture. It needs to be I, something new to me. I think it has to be something new too. I agree, I, I but I think it's something be, new. 
Aspen, yeah. Colorado. I mean, Rapture's really cool, <laughs> but we've we've seen Rapture. I hope There's they no... don't set it in Rapture. I just worry yeah. that 2K is going to put too much pressure on them to do it there because it didn't yeah. it didn't work when they took it out of Rapture. Uh, so you're gonna you're gonna play through the whole game, and you're, it's never gonna like address where it is at the end. It's gonna zoom out, and you're gonna see the city, Washington D.C. <laughs> and then, <laughs> then you find out it's in a snow globe. <sighs> And it pulls oh, further out. And what? God. Man, if it's set in Aspen, globe, oh, if it's set in Aspen, a though, cat's necklace, Orion's belt. If it's set in Aspen, necklace, what, what if what if they go the frog fractions? Up on the Oval Office desk. Oh. Frog fractions. What, what if they look? Because if it's set in Aspen, Colorado, what if they go frog fractions with it, and it's secretly a Dumb and Dumber game? No. Yeah, you know, I love frog fractions. So anything. I love that's... Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> <laughs> that car was a dog. It was. Yeah. It had a tongue. <laughs> I um, like this. If I was them, I would set it like on like a the underground, like like not like the London Underground style, like uh, like like Red Faction. Yeah, like maybe yeah, like Metro maybe, like make it less pretty. Like like Bioshock games have been very pretty in the past, and maybe they can be gritty instead. What about like space? I like the idea of space, but that's mostly because if you tell me this is going to be a game and it's set in space, that automatically makes me a lot would, more interested. I, the thing about well, that is that that game exists before, and it's called Prey. Well, like, no, the, the thing is that game exists and it's called System Shock 2. Well, that too, yes. yes. <laughs> I mean, more recently it's Prey, but yes. But like the, that's the origin of Bioshock. I don't think they can go right. back to that. No, yeah. I mean, if that's they did space, but did it. another System Shock, kind yeah. of. Yeah. That could uh, be all right. That may uh, exist. Maybe not. If they did a really weird take on space, though, where it was like not a space station, not a colony on another planet, but like literally, like I don't know, like or just like just like uh, on the moon, but they do it in like that steampunky Bioshock, right? Like, yeah, yeah, timey, not like not like futuristic like, sci-fi. Like that was why they went to the moon, and that's why we went to the moon in the '60s was to to like huh. if they played up that angle of like. There's yeah. there's but, Russians and and um, Americans on the moon. Didn't, if they did it really really well, I could see that maybe. Didn't didn't over. Wolfenstein already kind of touch on it though? Yes, true. But also, yeah. that's like whatever. Like if every game didn't do something because another yeah. game did it first. Good point. I think if they do do a different like a new setting, um, that. Sam's probably right. I think it'll be like an underground, but I don't see it as being like, I see it as being more like, uh, what's that city of Ember, that movie or that book, I should say, that's like the underground society that's trying to live out the nuclear apocalypse. I don't know. It's just kind of like steampunky looking and not in a, in a metro system. It was like a cavern underground. Or the latter half of fantastic Mr. Fox. The Matrix. Yeah. Yeah, the Matrix. That's God, actually, yeah, I wasn't going to invoke that one. Of, like, <laughs> maybe a world that isn't nice to look at, but is so nasty to look at, it's cool. If that makes sense, like the kind of Dark Souls, Bloodborne, are like that. Like they're disgusting, but they're so disgusting they look cool as hell. Yeah. I I'm interested to see something new from Bioshock. I think we've seen. Uh, I would also say that I think they could do something set in if they set it in Rapture, but before everything went bad and like the whole game was set before everything went bad and you were 
in my dream rapture based game you're like a detective and i understand that there's the infinite DLC, but it's a whole game where you're a detective in rapture and people are alive and stuff and it's not like splicers and everyone's trying to kill you i don't know i'm i'm still pretty tepid on this news yeah we'll see fair i have only liked two bioshock products and it's minerva's den and infinite and liked is a strong way for me to describe bioshock infinite i just listened to the god only knows barbershop choir like twice a year so good it's extremely good it's really good <laughs> uh i almost drake added said, that <laughs> drake said he'd rap about Fortnite if they put his hotline blend dance in the game <laughs> oh my god speaking of that's a wrap for today's episode <laughs> why do my podcasts always get bad right at the end <laughs> I think it's awesome. It's fault because he starts tired. waking up. Hey, no, I just I set Sam up for the best segue we've ever done, or he's ever. It done was an it. extremely good segue, and you will shit on it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I like that one. Uh, speaking of shit, let's flush this podcast. Um, That's, I don't know. Good night, everybody. <laughs> no, I don't know what anyone just said. But I assume you were all too busy laughing at my incredible segue. Um, I'll say it again. I did not like that one. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Speaking of incredible segues, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter and Twitch at SGCH. Um, Those are my initials. So it's pretty easy to work that out. Uh, You can also find Alex online. (laughs) And Allison. But looks like pancakes. I'm Allison. You can find her. Yep. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at W R I T E R S E R E N Y T Y. Air horn noise. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Coolslaw, C O O L S L 4 W, and Twitter at Cray, or not Twitter, uh, Instagram at Cray underscore Dre. Uh, I am working on a video about radical heights that I am planning to put up, so keep your eye on my Twitter and you might see that. Uh, have you ever thought about consolidating your brand, Andre, into one cool username that might be, say, your four initials? No, I only have three initials, so I, I can't. Nope. Yeah, fourth happen. initial. It's what, uh, all the cool people are what, doing it. What if you were to get a doctorate and then you could just go by Dr. Dre? <laughs> yeah, you know, I think that's. I think I, it's taken. I hate this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Don't well, say I, that, Pat. I, I, I don't well, mean it. I would, sp- I, I would spell it with the accent. So, <laughs> yeah, it'd be Doctor. similar yet legally different. Doctor. Um, no, do- the accent isn't on Doctor. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, referencing the episode of the Venture Brothers where they go to Mexico. And Dr. Venture asks the doctor what the Mexican is for doctor. The, the Mexican doctor, what the Mexican word for doctor is. And the doctor goes, doctor. Well, it's uh, not Mexican. That's going to say the Spanish, Spanish name. Yeah. <laughs> he yep. says, what's the Mexican word for doctor? Okay. <laughs> if it's a quote. Uh, Dr. Venture is an asshole. <laughs> uh, if anyone hasn't watched Adventure Brothers, it's one of the best cartoons ever written. Uh, Pat, more racist than I remember it being. Uh, <laughs> as a as a, uh, a version of Blade called Jefferson Twilight Blackula Hunter. Oh my god! 
Yeah, if you right. look back, he refuses to hunt white vampires. He only hunts black killers. So, yeah. Pat, where can we find you? <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> you can find me at JesterPC on uh, Twitter and Twitch, and my blog is GamingIncompetence.com. I am hoping to have a review of MLB The Show 18 next week and an interview with uh, some of the folks that d- develop Maelstrom over at Gunpowder Games. Baller. Uh, yeah, I think everyone should keep their eyes peeled for that because Maelstrom sounds cool as hell and Pat's blog is cool as hell. Oh, thanks. Um, uh, yeah, maybe we'll uh, talk a little bit about the yeah, Maelstrom interview next week. Uh, I won't hold Pat to that, but maybe we will. Uh, thanks everybody for listening. Please like and subscribe us. Andre, you were saying something? Yes, a friend of the show, Chris Edgerton, uh, requests that we do a group review of Kingdom Hearts uh, as a month-end show sometime. Uh, but we are kind of moving away from that. But, you know, if, if people are into it... In, in like eight months after everyone has a chance to finish that like 120-hour game. <laughs> it's only like 30 hours for the first one. Th- okay. Those games are actually not... Only 30! <laughs> What if, um, what when if you, we do like if things are much longer than they actually are, but they're not. That it long. does move through pretty breezily, I, I think. But yeah, yeah. But there's I no Darkwing Duck. Drinking watch along to the longest YouTube summary video of the entire story of Kingdom Hearts that we can find. No, we should play the entirety of Kingdom Hearts and then watch that hour-long movie at the end of two point eight. And there's multiple hour-long movies on, or multiple hour-long movies on the 2.5 as well. So there's, yeah, two of the things are just like the cinematics from the games. Yeah. That's, yeah. Speaking of which, all the cinematics from uh, Shenmue 1 were released in Japan. All right, all right. We're, 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 we're out. We're, the, the, podcast the podcast is over. The podcast is over. The podcast is over. Please like. Play uh, that subscribe. music. <laughs> And um, this has been the best podcast we've ever recorded. Thank you and good night. <laughs>